Welcome to the Bayside Church Weekly Message audio podcast, Frankston. My name is Karen Parsons. I used to be a fashion designer, but now I'm an abstract artist. I have my own studio at home, but I also um, do live art worship here in Bayside Church. The live art is an incredible time where we have art as worship, as an expression of worship, but we're using paint instead of singing or playing an instrument. We're actually worshiping God and hopefully, you know, he's communicating through us what he wants to say. I'm Tim Smith. I'm the director and owner of BusyVids and 77 Post, uh, which are two individual video production companies. The thing that they probably initially drew me from media, well, particularly the form of media that I'm currently working in, was uh, here at Bayside. So, you know, I started out being a volunteer and just sort of worked my way through the ranks. There's a multiple different ways that I've had the opportunity to kind of work out my faith. Um, whether it's, you know, serving God at church or it's out in the marketplace as a business owner. The principles don't change between church and external. The idea of excellence, you don't serve God in a rubbish way. You know, you serve God with all your heart because you love God for what he's done. So, you know, the same principle applies there when you go out into the marketplace and, you know, often I'm actually challenged by some of the people who I rub shoulders with that they're actually, you know, doing what they do even better than I could sort of thing. And it's like, well, am I actually serving God with my full heart sort of thing? But it challenges you because you, you need to constantly be thinking, how can I bring God into the situation? How is, how is God going to be glorified right now? My name is Danielle O'Keefe and I'm an opera singer. There is much that I could say about uh, how I exercise my faith within my industry, but there's two main points. Firstly, I work with exceptionally talented people doing something that I love, but the industry is extremely challenging. There's a lot of rejection and criticism and sometimes that can be brutal. The way that I use my faith is to protect myself by having my self-worth um, found in the sacrifice of Christ on the cross for me, rather than um, any acceptance or accolades provided to me by man. Secondly, I work with a lot of people who are largely rejected and judged by the church. And whilst this, this pains me, it also provides me with a unique opportunity to demonstrate the character of Christ um, in a gentle and unobtrusive way. People acknowledge that I'm different, and whilst I don't always get it right, it's important for me to be real, um, a real person, and to show discipline and be reliable and be professional, but above all things, to be humble. And uh, God blesses that. Yeah, isn't that great? Put our hands together, yeah? That's fantastic. I love uh, just picking up on something that Danny just said there, and I love the fact that, you know, our presence in the world, what she's doing through the opera world, our presence in the world is such a witness to the world and to those people around us. Now, this morning I'm going to tell you something. Now, I am I'm a little bit different. Now, my mum and my sister are here today and they can attest to the fact that I am a little bit different. Now, before you perhaps agree to that a little bit too quickly that I am different, I want to tell all of you this morning that you too are different. In fact, we are all different. And that is because we all carry something in our lives. We carry something that is, that is weighty, that is of importance, that we need to lift as high regard in our lives. That is that we carry the presence of God. And then we carry the presence of God. Now, the presence of God has 
changed my life, absolutely changed my life, and is continuing to change my life. There is nothing like the presence of God. You know, the presence of God is what distinguishes us from all other people on this planet. It distinguishes us. You know, it defines us. You know, we, we establish our identity by what God says about us. Our identity is found in Christ. I mean, the presence of God defines who we are. And the presence of God also directs our lives as well. The presence of God is incredible. And the amazing thing is that in Exodus 33 and verse 14, God says that my presence will go with you. My presence will go with you. I love the fact that God didn't say that after you have prayed and fasted for three days and for three nights, well, then my presence will go with you. He doesn't even say that after you've completed your soap devotion in the morning, well, then my presence will go with you. No, he says my presence will go with you. That is good news right there, that wherever we go in this world, whatever we do in this life, the presence of God goes with us. You know, when the, the, the presence of God or the Spirit of God is upon us, it changes how we think and react to situations. No, it, it literally changes the effect that we have on the world. We are change agents to the world around us. Why? Because we have this amazing ability to release what is upon us. It's true. We can release what is upon us. I'll give you an example. Maybe one night I've come home to Camille, my wife, and maybe I'm a little bit stressed or I'm a little bit anxious and I come home and without me even saying anything or even alluding to anything, my countenance might be the same, I might have a smile upon my face, she can pick up on these things. She has this innate ability to pick up and she might say, hey, what's, what's wrong? What's, what's going on? Now, I haven't said anything that's going wrong, but what's happened? I am actually releasing what is upon me. I'm releasing this stress, this anxiety, this worry, whatever it is I'm carrying upon me into the atmosphere around me and Camille can pick up on this. Now, the positive flip side to that is that if we work on cultivating this presence of God within us, the presence of God being upon us wherever we go in life, we too can release the presence of God. You know, you go out to a lunch at a cafe in a little while, you can release the presence of God in that cafe. You go home and have some uh, playtime with your kids this afternoon, you can release the presence of God into that atmosphere. Everywhere we go, we can choose to release the presence of God. We release what is upon us. I'll give you an example of this in the Bible. You can look this up later. Don't bother turning there now. But in Mark chapter 4, we hear this story where Jesus is in the boat with his disciples. And they're, they're in the boat. They're on the lake. They're crossing over to the other side. And you see Jesus is down the back sleeping. He's asleep in the boat. And the disciples get into a bit of trouble. You see this storm whips up and there's wind and the waves and the disciples are freaking out. So they go to Jesus, they wake him up. He gets up and he rebukes the wind and the waves. And notice what Jesus says to the wind and the waves. Jesus says, be quiet, be still. 
Now, Jesus was asleep. So upon Jesus, he had quietness. He had stillness. He had a peace upon him. Now, Jesus is God. We know that. So obviously, he is carrying the presence. But what he did, he got up and he released what was upon him into the atmosphere. And the amazing thing is that you and I can also release, whether that's positive or negative, into the atmosphere around us. It's incredible. The power of God is so powerful. And as I said, it is what distinguishes us from all other people on this earth. So you and I, we enter the world, we enter the marketplace, we enter our family lives, everywhere we go, we enter with the presence of God. And the Bible is quite clear in telling us that we become four things to the world. Four things. Now, if you're taking notes, you might want to jot these four things down this morning. We're going to look at them very quickly. And if you've got your Bibles, let's turn to Matthew chapter 5, if you will. Matthew chapter 5. And it'll be on the screen behind me if you don't have your Bible. It's all cool. Matthew chapter 5. This is part of the Beatitudes. And uh, this is Jesus speaking. We're going to pick it up from verse 13. So Matthew 5 and verse 13. Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. Jesus, number one, Jesus tells us that we are to be the salt of the earth. N-A-C-L, <laughs> sodium chloride. These small white little granules scattered amongst the world that are very useful and very necessary. You know, as we know, salt preserves food. We know that. But the amazing thing about salt and the, the, the purpose I love salt for is it actually draws out the flavor in food. How, how many people know that when you add salt to food, you just get this explosion of flavor in your mouth? That's what we are called to be to this world. We are called to be the salt of this world, drawing the flavor out of this world. Not just drawing the flavor out of our own lives, as, as important as that is, but also drawing the flavor out of other people's lives. When we come in contact with people in our world, we rub up against them and we bring the flavor out of their lives, the favor, the blessing out of their own lives as well. That's what Jesus says we are called to do, be the salt of the earth. Now, who loves hot chips? Come on, there's more people than that that love hot chips. Now, who loves hot chips with salt? There you go. I'll go one step further. Who loves hot chips with chicken salt? Come on, I think it's a word from the Lord this morning. You are called to be chicken salt. In your work, you can walk into work tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Everyone's a bit sleepy. You're walking in thinking, hey, I'm chicken soul. You can be chicken salt to the world if you like. Now, as you know, I always like to illustrate my messages. And um, this morning, I, I don't have any hot chips with me because uh, I know it's very disappointing. I'm, I'm disappointed because I was going to eat them. But 
The problem is, if I had bought them hot, by the time they got to this point in the, in the sermon, it would have been cold, and no one likes cold, soggy chips, as much salt in it. But I've got an alternative. I've got chips. <laughs> i got chips. Now, these are plain chips, and who knows that plain chips are quite plain. But when you add salt, <laughs> there's going to be a party up here. Okay, so I can't really talk now, but I do feel a little bit sad. Who wants chips? Over here, here we go. Show them around, you get one chip each. We are called to be salt of the earth. Amen, that's number one. Number two, let's keep reading. Matthew chapter five, verse 14. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. We are called to be lights in the world. Now, Matt, can I get a bit of mood lighting in the place, please? Let's dim those front of house. Here we go. Here we go. We are called to be light in the world. Everywhere we go, this is us. Light to the world. And notice in verse 16, it says that your deeds are meant to be seen. I want to draw two things out of this verse 16. Firstly, that our deeds are meant to be seen. No good just doing deeds to yourself, always to yourself and not affecting anyone else. So number one, your deeds need to be seen and helping other people. Number two, they're your deeds, but the Father in heaven gets the praise. Amen. Don't be holding on to praise that is not due to you. Thank you, Matt. Now, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8 is a very important verse. I love this verse. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8. It says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. And I love this verse because notice it doesn't say that you were once darkness and now you are in the light. It doesn't say that. It says you are light. And that's a difference. We're not just walking around in the light. We are the light. Wherever we go, we are the light in the dark places of this world. We are the light. We bring the light wherever we go. A quote I got from D.L. Moody, he says, We are told to let our light shine. And if it does, we won't need to tell anybody it does. Lighthouses don't fire cannons to call attention to their shining. They just shine. That's what we are called to do. Just shine. Just do good deeds. You don't have to call, like set up a Facebook event, event and you call all your people around and say, hey guys, get ready. This is going to be exciting. I'm about to shine. You want, you want to check this stuff out. I'm ready to shine. Give me a countdown. 10, 9, 8. Here we go. Here we go. Bang. I'm going to shine. No. 
just shine. Just shine. Turn to the person next to you and say, just shine. Turn to the person on the other side and say, just shine. Just shine. We are called to be the salt of the earth and the light to the world. The third thing that God calls us to be is the fragrance of Christ. The fragrance of Christ. We are called to be the lynx effect. Now, some of you got no idea what I'm talking about. You're probably the more, the more holy ones in the room. There's a commercial on TV where this guy sprays himself profusely with lynx deodorant. And let's just say the women come running. We are called to be the lynx effect in the world. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 to 16, it says, Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. Hmm. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. We are called to be the lynx effect. Now, I don't know if anyone uses lynx. It's got an amazing smell. So I'm going to anoint all of us today so that when we leave this building, it's going to be very obvious that we are, in fact, the fragrance of Christ. I'm going to start over here. Now, this is quite strong, so I'm not going to spray too much, but we just need to just experience the, uh, the fragrance, just anointing the pastors right there, experience the fragrance of Christ in this room. Now, you won't be able to smell that for about 30 seconds, but when it hits, whoo, boy, it hits. Tell me, are you guys starting to get a, these, these roofs are tall, too tall. <laughs> Wait for it, this is the best part. The Lynx effect. Now, when we are filled with the presence of God, we give off a smell everywhere we go, the aroma of Christ. Some people are drawn to this smell. Other people are offended by the smell, a little bit like Lynx deodorant. Can you smell it? Doesn't it smell good? Doesn't it smell like a year seven classroom after... <laughs> After lunchtime, the boys have been out kicking the footy. They come back, douse themselves in links, and then the classroom is amazing. I do apologize for the smell in the room, but it will clear. <laughs> oh, dear. I may not ever come back, Stu. Sorry? Chanel, yeah, that's a bit too expensive, mate. That costs 4 bucks 50 <laughs> And the fourth thing, and finally, I'll close with this this morning. We are called to be the letter from Christ. The letter from Christ. You know, in all seriousness, sometimes we are the only Bible that people are ever going to read. That's full on. Sometimes we are the only Bible that people are ever going to read. What do they learn when they read our lives. 
when Paul was writing to the Corinthian church about how they live their lives, he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, he says, your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. Clearly, you are a letter from Christ, showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is not written with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is not carved on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. Do you see yourself as that this morning? A letter from Christ through you to your family members, to your friends, to your TAFE colleagues, your school colleagues, whatever it is, a personal letter from Christ. And what would people read in that letter of your life? What would they read? Would they read, you know, a man of honesty, a man of integrity, a man full of life, a man of generosity? What, what would they actually read on the letter of your life? Because as I said, sometimes you are the only Bible that people will ever read. So we're called to be the salt of the earth, adding flavor to the earth wherever we go, whatever we do. We're called to be the light, bringing light into dark places in this world. We are called to be the fragrance of Christ, spreading this aroma wherever we go. And we are called to be the letter of Christ, the only Bible that some people are ever going to read. And I'll finish with this this morning. Sonia, I might get you to jump up when you're ready. You've heard that You've probably heard it called that um, or, or explained that we are called to be ambassadors for Christ or representatives for Christ. And, and Pastor Rob is going to look into this more detail next week. But I just want to leave us with one more verse. And it's out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 19 to 20. Have a, list, have a listen to this. It says, God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. You see, we are Christ's representative. God uses us to persuade, interesting word there, to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. We are speaking for Christ himself now. How about we just bow our heads and close our eyes just for a moment. We're almost done. I just want to let the weight of that verse just rest upon us a moment longer. We are speaking for Christ himself now. Wow. As I was meditating on that verse during the week, gee, that hit me hard. Just in these last couple of moments, just meditate on that, if you will, that you are speaking for Jesus Christ Himself. Every word you speak, every attitude, every thought you think, everywhere you go, everything you do, you are representing Jesus. You are speaking for Jesus. Lord, I just pray this morning that you forgive me and forgive all of us for the times when we haven't spoken well on your behalf, when we haven't represented you well. I thank you for this 
fresh, timely reminder that we are all called to be ambassadors for you, to be representatives in this world. Lord, I thank you for the reminder that we are the salt of the earth. We bring out the flavour in people wherever we go. That we are the light of the world. We're not just in light, but we are light in the Lord. And we are going to live as children of light. Lord, I thank you that we are the fragrance of Christ. And that we are the Bible that some people are only ever going to read. Lord, I pray that the weight of this knowledge doesn't overwhelm us today, but it empowers us to live lives beyond ourselves, lives that are full of life, full of grace, lives that release the kingdom, release the presence of God wherever we go. We carry, we carry the presence. Give us amazing revelation of that, I pray. Thank you, Lord. And just in this atmosphere, whilst every head is bowed and eyes closed, at every service here at Bayside, we always give opportunity for people to come into relationship with a God who loves you. Through the worship today, through this time in God's Word, there's just been something going on on the inside of you. You really do want to be salt. You want to be light. You want to be this amazing letter, the way you live your life, that people can read about you. Well, it all starts with a relationship with a God who loves you and allowing Jesus to come into your life and to be your Lord and your Savior. So if there's anyone here this morning, I'm not going to embarrass you at all without anyone looking around. If that is you, if you want to come into relationship with a God who loves you, just raise your hand right now without anyone looking around. It's acknowledgement to God. I'll see your hand and you can put it straight back down again. gentleman lifted his hand. Anyone else like to join him this morning? We're going to pray in just a moment. Pray a prayer that invites God into your life. It's an amazing journey. Amazing journey. Anyone else at all? All right, fantastic. Well, church, how about we stand right now and we are going to pray a prayer to invite God into our lives and for the gentleman who lifted his hand, I'd get you to repeat this after us. So let's just close our eyes one more time and let's just pray. Lord, I thank you for Jesus. Thank you for dying for my sins and forgiving me. I ask you to come into my life. Be my, be my Savior and be the Lord of my life. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your grace and your Holy Spirit. From this day forward, I will live for you. I thank you for loving me. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. Give some praise to the Lord. We hope you enjoyed listening to this weekly message audio podcast. If you'd like to listen to more messages and find out more information, check out our website at www.baysidechurch.com.au. Church has changed. Check it out.